Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the glow of St. Paul's number one, welcome to another edition of Cabin Country. Give us the time and we'll take you out of the traffic and away from the levee. Let's find the place where the loons call out among the moonlit waves, where the wind sighs among the Norway pines. Pull up a dock chair, have a sip of your coffee, and get a line in the water. This is Cabin Country. Now here's Bjorn Lloydstead, and I'm Fudd Klugman, with another Woodland Escape. Well, hello again. It's Cabin Country. I'm Fudd Klugman. And I am Bjorn Lloydstead. And we're, we're halfway through December year of 2020 and um it's been pretty mild so far we had the first dusting of snow on sunday that we've had since well that november 20th dumping we had right 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 where we uh that was the weekend i pulled in the dock yes and uh got home thinking i'd have a nice monday off but nope it was snow came down it up the first but then we haven't had much since then no it's it's uh it's laid way off and it's uh you know, listening to my mother-in-law talk about the wonders of a brown holiday. <laughs> she's just fine with that, you know, having a hard time getting around a little bit, so. Yeah, although. Not, not, not bumming her out too much and uh, easy to get used to, but. Well, I kind of wonder about the brown. I mean, I it started snowing on Sunday, as I mentioned, and, and I felt the, the urge to go on a jog because okay. you know, every once in a while I feel lazy. and Sure. And so I was running in the snow and. It seemed like half of Oakdale was out walking their dogs and had their kids out. And uh, so I, 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 since it has Holiday been a mild, season. yeah, yes. it's been a mild start to December. And so I thought everybody was like, well, it's time to get into the holiday spirit. There we go. So I mean, snow's coming down. Did you do anything special yourself on Sunday? Or? Well, it was uh, the nephew's birthday party. Uh-huh. The, uh, so, so there was a birthday party in, in a backyard and... Uh, Vikings games were being broadcast both in the garage and there were computers set up outside near the fire ring. And uh, I think a lot of people decided after the illustrious team went down by three touchdowns, well, maybe it's time to ignore the game. Let's just turn this off. Let's just talk to family. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the snow kept coming down and it got a little thicker and, uh, you know, it was cool. Beyond cool, it was cold. Let's not kid ourselves. It It was cold, but it was light kind of crumbly snow just dust you know coming down and uh yeah we stood outside and enjoyed enjoyed the fire ring and conversation and uh brother-in-law is always keen to do some some ribs on the smoker and it was it was oh boy uh, yeah well we and we lasted about an hour and a half and then people started to get kind of frozen and said okay i think (laughs) <laughs> time to call us but uh well it yeah. was pretty cold like 25 yeah it was not degrees. real warm i mean the fire ring was was good sized and uh well appreciated we'll leave it at that nice dry firewood and it, i've been to several fires this autumn <laughs> and into this winter and several of them watched it hiss and steam and <laughs> really really and they're, they're it's if, if the firewoods in the of, of the wrong vintage you can yeah. kind of feel like Wow, the smoke's almost wet and just hanging on you, you know. And my brother-in-law's comment, uh, well, I think I'll be hanging the coat back out in the garage for a while. But, uh, you know, the truth be told, it was it was a nice dry stack of firewood, and it was uh, 
the warmth was greatly appreciated as the snow came down and uh yeah it was it was it was a nice sunday i kind of forgot about it for a second i was like what did oh that's right the birthday party yeah we were outside well you know since you mentioned the illustrious team yes i, I was just thinking that there's there's probably a reason that we don't really talk sports on cabin country here it it can get a little frustrating in the great and, state of minnesota and and uh if i go beyond 15 seconds you can stop me here but <laughs> we're in the home of the minnesota vikings yes. football team yes and though as a kid when i was 10 years old i got my fran tarkington you bet. purple number 10 jersey blood purple and gold and uh i collected the cards and i was a fan oh yes of watching football uh, completely dismayed at my parents who at the time took these weekly little drawing numbers or something it was like i don't even know what they were called but they had a chance to win money right and half the time they didn't care if the vikings won or not they just wanted their numbers right. to match so they could win a few right. dollars i won a 10 bucks and a rib roast how about that <laughs> so as a kid i'm like oh that hey that doesn't seem right come right. on but uh over time i just kind of got disappointed as a lot of us do <laughs> and um to this day i have a hard time sitting my butt down and watching a game uh without getting frustrated and so i just generally don't yeah don't like to watch it well, anymore. And i think too fud you and i are both fairly uh i guess maybe antsy kinds of people you know yeah i don't sit for long periods of time well yeah. And and that can be a, a real investment. And then if they're not playing well to boot, it's right. kind of like wow. And and you know I I went to the U. For those of us in, in Minnesota, that would be the University of Minnesota. And and I found that I've watched them perform in a very similar manner for oh. many many years. But I was like, you know, I I can only stick with one. And I gave a lot of time and money to that university. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be maroon and gold, not purple and gold. I'm happy for the team when they're doing well, the Vikings, that is. Um, but, yeah, I, I focus more of my attention on the U. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's been better. Uh, yeah. I won't go into it ad, ad nauseum. And, uh, but, yeah, I, I think I'm good for about a quarter of the game, mm -hmm. even if they're just blowing it out. You know, oh, my gosh, they're doing so well. And I'm like, yeah, and I got – some chores i have to do and i i don't know i'm just not great at sitting i i too as a kid i still remember a game with the cowboys where there was the infamous pass interference call and the cowboys won and i think oh. that prevented the vikings from going to the the championship game and then the i was alive for the first super bowl they were in they were which they lost and then there were three more and after that last one i thought I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And shame on me, I guess. Fairweather fan, whatever you want to say. But yeah, it can be. It can be. Anyway, we're used to a lot of curious sports here in Minnesota, <laughs> and uh, perhaps I should say curious outcomes. And um, anyway, so that was on, and promptly kind of went. Well, they're down by four scores now, and. Turn it off. I can't stand I, they, it. They, they left it on. I mean, oh. I'll give them my my in laws and a lot of my friends who are, are fans of the purple will will just roll with it, mm -hmm. but but maybe focus their attention more to conversation or, wow, the food turned out really good. You know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's kind of where it went. But uh, yeah, snowing and the fire was greatly appreciated and a good diversion from. And you said you were at a birthday party. Well, I was. You know who else's birthday it was on Sunday. Uh, I believe that would have been John Munson. That's right. Who's John Munson? John Munson. Who is John? Well, you know, <laughs> a wonderful interview we just recently had. But, you know, in where I'm coming from and for a lot of people uh, in the greater Midwest area, you know, a bass player extraordinaire, musician, uh, you know, historian of music. Uh, but but I, I would say more the performer, you know, just mm -hmm. a phenomenal bass player and great songwriter and uh, member of many, many acts over time. But for me, it's always Trip Shakespeare and Semi-Sonic and the New Standards. Mm -hmm. And a great musician and a wonderful outdoors person and a great interview. So that's coming up soon, Yeah, we're, as we're, I recall, Fudd. And happy birthday, John. Yes. Uh, I know you said if we want to get you anything really nice. And, oh, yeah. Uh, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we are well in the works of, of mixing that, and uh, I think that's going to be the first 
uh, podcast of 2021 okay. of Cabin Country. Yeah. John Munson, musical juggernaut that he is, and of course we took all our time and focus on music to talk about his fishing. Oh yeah, fishing, Habits. building a sauna, yes, and uh, yes. his memories as a as a boy. So I, I kind of hope on on. His Sunday birthday, he spent some time really cooking his hide in that in that yeah. backyard sauna because he said that he was ready to go and he was very excited about it. Right, right. And uh, and ironically enough, I think that same day, I got an email about some holiday offerings from the New Standards. So that's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. And I did, no plug here, but I did go on uh, Bandcamp and purchase the, the holiday offering from the New Standards. Another year gone by, another Christmas time. Has come and gone Another mistletoe Another ho-ho-ho Another Christmas song Maybe that's your your birthday gift for me, John. I'm not sure. I'm, we've been enjoying it nonstop. So. Oh, excellent. I, I, I'll have to download it myself. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Always, always top shelf. So... Yeah, so I kind of thought that that would be our next uh, episode here, but um, some things have kind of happened in this last week. Yes, uh, that do I tell. Just, I just thought we tell. Well, uh, we we heard from another fan. Yes, and um, got a short anecdote of uh, this person's experience. His name is David Barnett, and he's he lives in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and he told us about a, a, a tiny cabin he's got. Uh, in North uh, New Jersey, and at first I thought, well, let's just read this at the front of John yeah, Munson's interview. Yeah. But I thought, no, this is going to spark, I think, some conversation, conversation with here. Bjorn and indeed, myself, and indeed. and so we're going to make this kind of the quasi end of the season, holiday season, last podcast of 2020 special. Yeah, yeah. Don, do you have any special music for that? Don. Thank you, Don. All right. Well, so, on that note. Anyways, um, I believe you've got, uh, why don't you read uh, David's yeah, email? If, uh, if you'll humor me, I will try to put, put a little life here to a letter from, from uh, David Barnett from New Jersey. And I am curious, Fudd. I've got to, and maybe David can let us know through the wonders of email or something. I'm wondering where in New Jersey this cabin is at. I, I hear New Jersey, I think like Cape May, I think the Pine Barrens, I think all these interesting mm-hmm. places, you know, the Garden State. There's, we always think New Jersey and we hear all the jokes from TV back in the 70s, Barney Miller's. Oh, what are you, from Jersey? You know, all these jokes. And I've driven through New Jersey. It's a, it's a beautiful state. It's incredible. Well, you and, know, and that uh, it reminds me too of Tom Brown Jr. Anybody know who that is? Yeah. He's the famous tracker. Yes. He's got several books out there. Yeah. And uh, a few years ago, during my cabin fever winter months here in Minnesota, right. I just devoured like all of his books, thinking, "Oh, yeah. oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn to track like this guy. It's amazing. Yeah, he can tell thousands of things by one little track." And oh, very cool. Well, he's from New Jersey and and uh, had many tales to tell. So yeah, yeah well, there's a, a lot more to New Jersey than just big cities on the outskirts of New York City. You know, I mean, yeah. you can see from parts of New Jersey the Big Apple off across the water, but. Ah. Uh, but there's a lot more going on. And, uh, yeah, David's got a cabin and sent us in this this letter. Let's that hear about he, it. he was more than kind to share. So if I hope to do it justice here, here's our letter from David. I've worked hard and been fortunate enough to acquire a one-room, three-season cabin on a great fishing lake in northern New Jersey. Admittedly, I'm obsessed with my cabin. When I'm not actually there, I'm thinking about it talking about it or searching online for ways to decorate it. Because of a busy work schedule, I really only have time on Sunday to enjoy the fishing and kayaking I love. Cabin is only a 45-minute drive, so it's easy to get there early and often. My biggest stressor, however, is that I have four kids and a wife that don't exactly appreciate the cabin the way I do. My wife insists she enjoys being at the lake, yet she prioritizes shopping for food and taking care of the children over my love of the water. Often, if I beg enough and wash enough dishes, I'll be granted a four or five hour time slot to go fishing on a Sunday morning. This is awesome. However, I certainly pay for it with the guilt, dirty looks, and snide comments I get when I return home. 
How I dream about the entire family being as excited and thrilled to spend time on the dock as I am. Then I'd be with my family, guilt-free and not needing to rush back home at some predetermined early hour. Alas, I will likely never achieve this dream of mine. To me, the cabin is perfect. Although it was built in the 1940s and is small, it is secluded and quiet. Fortunately, the previous owner filled in the outhouse and added a bathroom and running water. To my family, it's cramped, bug-filled, and doesn't have TV or Wi-Fi. For me, I love how the sun shines in off the lake and makes the charming wood floors seem to glow. Unfortunately, my wife and kids can't see past the field mouse droppings and dead centipedes that seem to fill every corner of the place. Every now and again, when the stars align, the wife and kids make the trip with me. Inevitably, I almost always regret it. Have you ever caught a fish from your dock only to have your 15-year-old vegan son lecture you about the ethics of eating animals? Do you even need to ask what happens when my 10-year-old daughter, Kira, finds a tick on her body? Heaven forbid my wife gets down to the lake and realizes she's left her sunglasses or book at home. This has ruined more than one afternoon for me. I do love my family, but not on Sundays in the summer. Fudd and Bjorn, I hope you and your listeners can feel my pain. Perhaps my family is the reason I love your podcast so much. It's a pleasure to spend time with those such as yourselves that are so passionate, excited, and nostalgic about life on the water, the outdoors, and small town pleasures. Keep up the great work. Thank you, David Barnett, New Jersey. That's excellent. And it is. When it I read is. that, I did feel his pain, and I, I felt like somebody punched me in the gut. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Jeez. Well, it's funny. I hear his letter and read it, and all I can think, I'm immediately into. Well, you got mouse droppings. Uh, we could, you know, how do we how do we mouse proof the place? I mean, oh, first yeah. first things first. Let's go around the corners and. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't my place, and I don't live in New Jersey. But well, uh, he said. Uh, it was 1940. I think that's cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot of history there. Assuming it's not uh, decaying in any part of the wood or right, anything like right. that, but dry rot. I mean, there's more. Let's face it, New Jersey probably has more history, uh, old structures than here in Minnesota. Yeah, I would think there's, but uh, a lot of lot of time. But that put that, into that. Yeah, that I did write back to David, and I I mentioned how I really lucked out uh, with my cabin. I should say my dad's cabin at this right, point still, right. yep. that uh, my wife and kids love it up there. And uh, I think one of the things that I attribute my wife's enjoying the place so much is that the first time I took her up 20 years ago mm-hmm. was the day after I proposed to her. Oh, In fact, okay. I double-checked that, and, she, and I said, did that probably make an impression on the cab? Yeah, I think I probably did. <laughs> so I don't know if proposing to your girlfriend, wife to be, is a is good for breaking in a cabin that you want to impress them with, but Pro- probably can't hurt. It it worked yeah. with us. I mean, you know, my dad has always taken good care, and had years ago figured out how to mouse proof the right, cabin because right. I have stories, of course, going up there by myself, having some hot dog and chili or something by myself at the dining room t- and then seeing a mouse run across the floor and I couldn't help myself I still hey what because I, I you know what I inherited from my mom is kind of a jumpiness around snakes sure, and my I'm sure. not I'm not like my cousin Doug who's pretty right manly and swarthy oh step on it yeah, yeah don't, it's just a mouse for no I don't want to share the space with mice I hear you so I, I can understand that, but uh, so yeah, I lucked out with having um, my wife just continue to love it, and I, I told David that with your kids, you know, some, some years, you know, and you're just starting out. It sounds like it, yeah. you know, having a family cabin. Right, so some right. some years it's going to be like oh, we have to go, there. and but I think they're going to come to love it, you know, and right. love like wow, this is another place we get to go to right. and hang out, and, right? And hang on to that because you've heard my sob stories in years <laughs> past about you know losing the cabin, you know, having having kind of idealized dreams of what it was because now it's gone. And yeah. the bottom line is, uh, you know, once those kids are young adults and they're, and they're working, and uh, the real world is kicked into overdrive, boy, I think they'll have a much much deeper appreciation for that one-room cabin, you know, in northern New Jersey, because uh, what a great escape, you know, get away from it all. And, yeah. you know, when you're 10 to 15 to 18, you're kind of like, I want to be in it all. I, why would I want to go away from what's going on? And, 
the older you get, you know, the more work you're doing and the less yeah. time you get to call your own, boy, that becomes pretty precious. I wonder if too, um, David, if you, if you're, you know, one thing to appreciate is that by the sound of it, you don't have to share it with like siblings of yours or, right, right. or other people, because I know that ca- time sharing with cabins is a very, co- at least in these parts, is a very common thing. Yep. And also the headaches that go along with sharing. <laughs> in fact, even for me, um, I'll be texting with my brother. Okay, now I'm going to, Bjorn and I are going to plan to go up. And well, I was going to take a buddy up that weekend. And then pretty soon we're having text fights. Right. And then my wife's trying to say, why don't you know, can, can you call him and talk to him face to face? And once I calm down a little bit and we work things out, it always, it always does work out. But uh, that, that's one little benefit you have going for right. you is that uh, other than getting your family to warm up to a little bit, perhaps sounds like you don't have to fight with uh, Brother Chuck to... Oh, uh, allotments of time. When do we get to be there? Right. You know what else I was thinking along those lines is uh, your family cabin... Yes. Back in the day, yes, uh, you you had some friends visit, and they didn't seem to go away. Yeah, we we did have some friends come up and uh, hang out, and it was small, so there was not room enough. But they were cool about we brought our own tents, and you got a huge backyard, and it's fine. We'll just come in to use the bathroom, and blah blah. blah. All well and good. They stayed. They're going to stay a little longer on a Sunday as we packed up and extra key. You're good. Don't worry about it. And, all right, enjoy yourself. We'll get that back at some point. And the week went by, and I thought, oh, man, we'll go back up now, and it's just us and plenty of space, and, and what do we want to do? And Pulled into the driveway that Friday night, the next night. They were still there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good to see you back. I hope you don't mind we stayed. And you sure did. <laughs> Another weekend. Okay, well, and, and I, you know, I was probably 13 or something, not super good at masking <laughs> much. Uh-huh. What's all right. You're uh, all crabby about yeah, What's his problem? I don't know. And it really, I mean, in, in looking back on it, affected me very little, you know, other than the fact that there were twice as many people crammed around the dining room table or, you know, people fighting for time to get on the boat or whatever. It didn't matter. I mean, my bedroom, I, I'm the only one in there, you know. My folks are in their room, but it just, uh, it added an extra layer of I guess we're still entertaining ah you know <laughs> it, it, which is a good thing and one of the reasons you buy a cabin and one of the reasons you have a cabin but there are times you just kind of want to get a little selfish and, you know it's just back well, back to the immediate family and just kind of doing our own thing and so selfish is the word there and that yeah. for me because I think it was two years ago the same brother had uh, texted me and said uh you know, we should plan more times where we can both families can go up there at the yeah. same time. That would just be a blast. And I had to think for a couple hours on that, and I got <laughs> back to him and finally said, sorry, I've really been kind of selfish when it comes to going up. I just like going up with the immediate family, with right. Molly and the girls. And, right. and that really is true. It's like, um, it's kind of funny how... In my sense, going to the cabin is sort of like getting away. It's an escape. From from others. Right. right. Call, call me an antisocial guy. Ah. But, um, so, yeah. And sometimes, as you say, though, cabins, for a lot of people, are a place to entertain and invite friends and neighbors. Absolutely. And that's, that's fun, too. But um, for me, anyways, in the last couple of years, it's like, no, we have precious little time. takes three hours to get there. Right. And we've got a day and a half, maybe two or, or, you know, if we can squeeze in a third day, that's great. So, yes, I like the solitude of just our family. And even going up with my dad has stopped a long time ago. And speaking of my dad and my wife, bringing them back into the conversation. Indeed. One of the early trips when we were up there with my dad, there was a spider on the wall or something, and Molly freaked out. Okay. And my dad's comment was, welcome to the woods. And my wife has not forgotten that. It's like, yeah. that's not what she wanted to hear. It's like, don't, you know, tell me welcome to the woods. So we continue to joke about that. So, um, yes, but uh, we are in the woods. You are absolutely correct. I, I you know, I, another, another level from my youth going to that cabin on the whitefish chain. Uh, weekends could be a lot of visiting of extended family. I had an uncle 
that had a cabin several lakes over, cousins on a, another lake. In fact, it's called the, some people refer to it as the Cross Lake chain. Mm-hmm. Cross Lake seems to be kind of centrally located. Crossroads, I guess you could say, of a, I believe, a 14, 14 lake chain. I mean, it's huge. But the beauty there was we could get together with, you know, relatives, mm-hmm. hang out for a while, maybe share some food, some laughs, a couple of tours around their lake and their speedboats, and, and well, that was a lot of fun. And then leave and go right. back to the cabin, <laughs> and well, that was great, and it was a nice afternoon into evening, and now we're back in our cabin, and it's just us again. The Tonight Show's coming on, and they're mixing their highball and I'm <laughs> having yet another can of gold metal black cherry or something and right and uh just calming down you know it's no big deal so there's there's a lot to be said for having your retreat you yes. know and I think like uh, David's talking about it he, he longs for it to be a retreat and a family retreat and I picture a time in future where maybe some of your kids who are saying the cruelty of eating a living creature or, oh my gosh look at this tick on my leg or whatever mm-hmm. Those same kids might be saying, well, if you don't mind, uh, the weekend of the 23rd in June, I'd, I'd like to be up there with my people. Yeah. Because that could be a problem, you know. Well, that'll it, be the it'll, irony, It'll right? happen, yeah. It'll be like, uh, I didn't want to go up with you, Dad, but now that I'm old enough right. to bring friends right. up there, yeah. you know, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's funny. We, we talk about family and sharing time, if, especially if you, so many people do that in cabin country where they'll go in on a lake place with siblings and yeah. uh and then you get into the whole rigmarole of okay you've got this weekend i've got this weekend right that sister's got this weekend blah 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 and then you get there well what did they do to this place oh my <laughs> god you know and you especially if you're the principal you know yeah. title holder or whatever you're kind of like wait and wait wait a minute here you know yeah. i'm glad you're enjoying the place but and i'm just thinking in this case david's in in kind of the sweet spot it's his yeah and, uh, you know, he can invite whoever in he wants to hang out, maybe have some buddies up there for a kayaking fishing weekend or something, but it's his. Right. End of story, you know? Yeah. So, yes. yeah, I, I feel your pain, David, with the, I'm doing a bunch of dishes, now you're going to give me a Sunday to myself, or maybe we, ideally we all go up, but if it's just me, maybe I get to make a pot of coffee and yeah, get in the get in the kayak and grab my rod and... And wet a line and not have to worry about it. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's an out too. Is like, well, I'll be I'll be going up Saturday and coming back Sunday night. And yeah, and it might and it may take some time. Right. I got the sense too that you kind of have to earn it. Like, look at all hard and working, honey, on these right. chores, and right. the house is in good shape. Uh, I'm gonna just go fishing. Just, I mean, that's kind of nice. That it's Get away forty five minutes away, hurly burly of the city, and just right. chill out a little bit in the lake. Watch the watch the the sun glow off the wooden floors, and uh, watch out for the Jersey Devil. Well, that was uh, another thing in the Tom Brown Jr. Oh books. yes, oh yes, the, the, the legend Devil. and lore of the Jer- Jersey Devil. Not just a hockey team. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, later the same evening that we found the email from David. Yes. And reading this kind of punch-to-the-gut story about how hard it is to <laughs> get his family to right. to appreciate the cabin like he does, we got an Instagram message from his son. Oh, my. The same son who yells at his dad about eating, you know, fish because he's a Lake vegan. fish, right. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you, you've got that in front of I you. Do. Why don't you read that to Bjorn? Kind of a... a Shot back from the younger generation here. Hi, my father is a huge fan of your podcast. He listens every day while drinking from his favorite cabin country mug. He has a tiny cabin and loves going there. You'll hear more about it soon because he's writing in a story about it. I think we just heard it. Mm -hmm. So the holidays are coming up and I was wondering maybe if you guys could make a personalized video for him or something like that. We're hoping maybe reading the tale and and talking about it a bit, you know, I okay. hope that's okay. Hope, hope that's, that's good all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to see our ugly mugs or not here, David. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he would get so excited if you guys did that. His name's David Barnett. Thanks for all you do. You've really given a lot of comfort to my dad during these hard times. Thanks in advance. So that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I was I, so surprised to get that uh, yeah. right after reading <laughs> this kind of hard story. And uh, so, well, and not knowing the age off the top of my head, I feel like. Uh, 
Well, I think he's 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan son. And for someone who's 15 years old, around about freshman, sophomore year yeah. in high school, that's, that's, that's pretty selfless. To, pretty thoughtful. To write. Yeah. yeah that, that's cool. So good I, for you, young man. I appreciate your uh, concern for your dad and his, yeah. his love for the lake place. And, and I think that time is going to come where you say, actually, I'd like to be up there too. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot going on when you're 15, but man, that that you know, it he, it, it flies by, Fud. It's right. It oh, goes by it's so fleeting, thing. and but it is. I mean, it's just crazy, and it's funny with each passing year. I feel like, good lord, who keeps speeding up the clock here? This is yeah. ridiculous. And well, and uh, you know, he may never enjoy fish with you, David, but uh, that's okay because Bjorn himself. I mean, I, I ate the fish that Bjorn caught a couple is true. years ago. This is true. It I was did, delicious. I, I did have a bite. Did you? And uh, can't remember. yeah, you said you got to try this, Bjorn. And I cooked I, it and right I, over the open fire. I'll tell you iron what, skillet. I I, I got to say it was awfully good. And and if in future we have any luck on the gull again, I think I'd be more than willing to uh, to make a meal of it, as it yes. were. Or maybe was, have two bites this time. It was right? delicious, yeah. and I think gluten free. I hate to be that guy. That's that's who I am. Sadly, yeah. by nature, I uh, I just. I just don't digest the stuff. All right. Yeah, because I uh, think I coated it with something that wasn't gluten-free. Right, maybe almond flour or something along those lines. Yeah, we could get that. There we go. We've we've got plenty of that around the house. So uh, I think too FUD there, you know, for me, it was was growing up a kid that was leery of fish in general. I'm not quite sure. I think because I'd take them off the hook and be like, ah, they're all kind of slimy and cold and looking at me with those big eyeballs and ah. Right. and and it just the taste always smelled like your hands <laughs> yeah, right. after taking you know a smallmouth or a panfish off the line and kind of going it's kind of a clean water meets fish smell yeah it's not bad but I don't think I'd want to eat it I'm certainly not going to lick this pumpkin seed I just took off the line and <laughs> why would I want to eat you know and then and my dad was he was a fan of the northern pike he loved catching northerns and going to all the work of cleaning those out and getting around the Y bones and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And then and to me, they always tasted kind of like the lake, you know? And I just thought, boy, uh, <laughs> you did all that work to get this, you know? And, um, and it was a personal hangup. I won't deny it. I mean, it was just, it was, so I'm past that now, I think, you know, um, if it's prepared well, as, as you did with the smallmouths, well, mighty my, fine. My daughter uh, doesn't care for the fish I catch out of the lake. We right. eat plenty of salmon at home and sure. tilapia, that kind of fish you can buy in the freezer section of your <laughs> local grocery yes, store. Indeed. And that's fine. That's a regular menu item each right, week on right. the FUD family dinner. Um, but when I say, oh my gosh, we're going to have fresh bass, uh, she's like, but you, oh, you, you just... You know, she just doesn't want to see it. Right. She doesn't want to see me carry it up. So that's kind of rubbed off of me a little bit. I go to clean the thing, and it's like, oh, sorry, big fella, but uh, you're going to have to be sacrificed. Your head's coming off. You know, it it takes me back to Thoreau, not to get all arty and literary here, but, uh, you know. Great literary He talks in Walden about how he eventually just stopped fishing because it wasn't really wasn't worth all the fuss and mess of (laughs) eating the fish. So uh, David... Barnett's son would be happy to hear that. Oh, yeah, well, I think I'm interested in this Walden pond here and guy that doesn't want to eat fish. All you got to do is head for Massachusetts and you'll find it. Uh, that indeed. And I, I was just looking at some old home movies of the family and I, on a trip to Boston, we stopped off in Concord yep. and stopped at Walden Pond. And I made that trip myself. It's kind of funny. You go down to the beach and there's lifeguards yelling at you if you're in the wrong area and there's <laughs> kids screaming and it's like... It's kind of not the place to go to, uh, oh, I'm going to go in here and relive, you know, what I've been reading all these you years. You get yelled at by a, a solitude. Yeah. yeah. Well, my daughter, one, my older daughter got, we were taking off our shoes and strolling into the wrong part of the, the cordoned off beach area, I Uh-oh. guess. Uh, you have to get off of there. And so she, <laughs> I think that kind of affected her trip a little bit. But yeah. no, we, we loved it, walking around the pond and going to the area, the they have, of course, the replica of the cabin. Yes. But it's offset from where the original location of the cabin was. Mm. But you go there, and they have a little plaque to where his fire hearth fireplace was. And right. Yeah, but it's cool stuff. I I dug it. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah very I cool. enjoyed it. I wonder what he was eating once he gave up uh, uh, fish. Well, he hoed beans, so he must have eaten a lot of beans. and Bean eater. Yeah. I mean, you know, he goes on to say things like... Explosive uh, times. All you need is water. Walden Pond. You know, in fact, he even said, you know, why, why dash the hopes of a morning by having a cup of warm coffee, he says. Huh? Oh, what are you talking about? communism is that? I don't know. I don't know about this Come guy. Come on. Well, I know for... My his... apologies to all communists out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't face the day without a hot, steaming mug of coffee or 12. Hot coffee makes any time a pleasant interlude. Well, you know, it's like, well, all right, I get what you're philosophizing yeah, about, yeah. but uh, I'm going to enjoy my cup of no, Mitt's Coffee. Right, that's right. Now available in several flavors. The brew that flew with the Great Northwest. Maybe maybe he was gathering white oak acorns and roasting well, them over the fire and making his be. own version of Osti. <laughs> right. the yeah, there you go. Caffeine-free coffee substitute. Yes. Uh, they're supposed to be good. We'll have yeah. to give that a shot at some point. There's plenty of white oak around uh, the Gull River, we could do. Uh, harvest a bushel. That's, that's true. We could go try to work, that. roast. I've, I've got to. I've got to get my my small um, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Yes, indeed. She always eats the red acorns, the red oak acorns. Really? There. Yeah. Okay, just that's crunching away and strange. And I keep uh, Molly bitter. My wife panic. Will say like, "Oh my God!" And I, I say, "Yeah." Well, Bjorn says those are really foul. Hard to eat oh, unless yeah. you cook oh, yeah. them for well, a while. Well, you know, I, boil them. I gained that information from the dear departed Yule Gibbons, ah. who said uh, if you don't have nearly enough tannin in your diet, by all means, get after the red oak acorns, but they're just bitter and tannic and awful. The white, on the other hand, is a very, very uh, palatable, you know, oh, clean, okay. kind of almost nutty. Yeah, they're not bad. I've I've been known to uh, shell and eat some raw white oak acorns while, right. while walking about. For a snack or a meal. Get out the Swiss Army knife and get rid of that hull. And they're they're pretty good. I, mean, yeah, I always cut the thing in half to make sure they're not uh, oh, yeah. wormy. You have know, any I, friends? I don't, I don't need any any lodgers. Extra protein. Mouth watering. No, they've been they've been good. And I would I would imagine if we got a few, and put them in a skillet over that fire, we could we could enjoy a comestible. We'll have to give that a try. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. They were all the rage with the uh, indigenous peoples. White oak acorns. Oh. Delicious. Aren't they delicious? Delicious, folks. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to give it a try. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, speaking of things to eat and drink, I suppose we could take a short sponsor break. Without a doubt. Before I do, though, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up is that I've noticed, and I'm sure our listeners have noticed, that suddenly we've got different sponsors. <laughs> There are a few who added to the beginning, drift, drifted in from uh, and that's, far afield. Yes, as part of our podcasting platform, uh, they you know, and we agreed and invited that to happen. Indeed. Supposedly, you're spo- we're supposed to monetize from that. I think if we, you know, each month we might take in fifteen twenty five cents <laughs> from the plays we get, or so. I don't know how it works really. I, yeah, I, but I, I thought, well, maybe some point got to get legitimate a little bit here. Cash cow. So I hope it's not too distracting to you, folks. I. I tried to listen to our latest one recently, and it started, and I thought, what the heck? Do I have the wrong... What is this? Oh, no. But no, that's... We've... Oh, no. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to berate it, because, hey, it's you know, it's all good. You uh, bet. You bet. And uh, we Things don't it. happen by accident, I guess, right? That's true. That that's is, true. That is true. But uh, we will take a short break, and we'll, we'll come back and talk about uh, uh, maybe some holiday-appropriate holiday things. Fair enough. So Don gets to earn his keep finally. Take it away, Don. Mitt's Coffee is proud to present its first seasonal roast for 2021, Yuletide Blunderbuss. Mitt's Coffee offers you the best blend of washed Malagasy beans mixed with a sizable portion of both organic mountain Costa Rican coffee and an equal portion of dark roasted Colombian beans. This New Year's blast will help you celebrate both the 2020 holiday season as well as the arrival of 2021 and all of its promises, while being both wide awake and positive in attitude. Yuletide Blunderbuss will warm your soul with the fruity floral notes of fine African beans, while gaining rounder middle tones from the pride of Costa Rica. 
The roundhouse wallop is provided by the almost espresso-like intensity of the special dark roast of Colombian coffee, brought down the mountainside by proud farmers from various Colombian cooperatives. The result? The blunderbuss. A dark coffee that will impress with its opacity. A strong coffee that will awake you with its strength. A holiday brew that will keep guests focused and friendly well into the night. While the flavor of the blunderbuss is deceptively smooth, the power of this coffee makes it one to serve your house guests at holiday brunches or seasonal luncheons, or possibly to be carried in thermoses on frosty afternoon caroling adventures. The blunderbuss packs a wallet. You'll be glad you got clobbered. Yuletide Blunderbuss is yet another of the family of great blends from Mitt's Coffee. Be sure to try other great Mitt's blends like Caffeine-Free Oasty, Night Owl Espresso Roast, Spruce Grouse Half-Calf, and Laughing Goose, the trustworthy original roast. Mitt's Coffees, the brew that flew with the great Northwest. And now, Real Adventures of the Cabin Country Outdoors Agency, Episode 3, A Cunning Plan. Pete Ward had lost three good eating-sized bass to Jack the Ripper, but he'd also lost a well-built live box. Now, when I say well-built, I mean a live box that could handle most large game fish you'd put in a live box, but also most predators that would try to get into a live box. Pete had said it himself. He could rebuild it. He could also catch more bass and look forward to doing so. The problem here was our culprit, the destroyer of live boxes, the stringer stripper, the bait box burglar. The problem was the largest, oldest snapping turtle the Gull River had ever known. The problem was Jack the Ripper. I put out an APB at all the local bait shops and liquor stores, as well as the campgrounds and grocery stores. I tried getting the local restaurateurs to spread the information, but they all seemed to think the stories of shredded fish and mangled live boxes would be bad for business. I called the latest Ripper story into the Chamber of Commerce and posted the info on our agency homepage. I got the particulars put as a feature on GSPN at the pumps of the local gas station. People didn't need much encouragement to talk around town about the Ripper. What bothered me most was the paranoia. Ripper sightings were happening just about everywhere, from Gull Lake to the slough across the highway from the railroad tracks. Kids were afraid to take their baths. I readjusted my hat and refilled my travel mug off the pots in the office. I was headed out the door and to the truck when the boss stopped me with an idea. I've been working for Captain Ike Martinez for several years now. The captain offered me a rapid-fire series of suggestions, and I was all ears. I tried to deal with Jack for a long time now. My best ideas were getting us nowhere. Torgy, I understand you're going head-to-head with the Ripper. That's right, Skip. I'm not gonna lie. Yesterday's attack was bad. People are nervous. I'm a bit light on ideas, given everything we've tried over the years. Sorry, Torgy, at this point I need results. We've heard all the Ripper tales, we've seen his effect on the locals. I want him out of the water, for keeps. Follow? Yes, sir, Captain. I've been working on some new angles, but I'll welcome all ideas. I've got an idea for you, and I'll let you in on it right now. Skip? That turtle? Get him. I went back out to Pete Ward's place. We talked. He hadn't finished his live box rebuild, but it was close. He was using a semi-flexible recycled plastic board to frame in the box in hopes the material would bend, not break. He showed me the big treble hook he'd baited with unwanted rough fish and thrown out overnight. The ripper had eaten the dogfish carcasses and avoided the hooks. He'd been around too long to fall for that. Pete's idea about the dogfish on the giant treble was an old one, but it often worked. It gave me an idea that I shared with him. I'd need Pete's help on this one. Pete, have you got the time to do some fishing for me today? I've got an idea, but no time to fish the reed beds for bullheads. I need you to catch as many rubber mouths as you can land in your boat. Can you do that for me? Yeah, sure thing, Torgy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got a plan, haven't you? The plan was simple. I told Pete that I wanted him to catch as many bullheads and other junk fish as he could land in the boat. He'd bring the catch back to the cabin in the late morning, early afternoon, and we'd load up his rebuilt live box. Pete and I would then back off put some lawn chairs on the bank overlooking the dock, and wait out the ripper. Jack was anything but stupid. He knew now that the ward dock was in active use by anglers. He knew the live box was a hot target. He also knew he could muscle his way through the sidewalls of that live box. The last thing he knew was that a targeted live box was a risky target if humans were close by. Pete Ward and I would stay 15 feet up the bank, out of Jack's way. Enough action in that live box and the ripper wouldn't be able to stay away. 
One thing was different this time, however. I was done playing around. Chief Martinez had made it clear that this was the last time he'd have field agents dealing with the infamous Jack. No more baited hooks on chains or live traps. That didn't work with this monster. We'd load the live box and wait. I'd make sure I had six rounds in the 357. Cabin Country Outdoors agents don't carry sidearms. Often they'll have a rifle in the cab of the truck in case of large animal situations in the field. Black bear, moose, coyotes, and feral dogs. They can all cause an outdoor agent some trouble. But that was on the ground, out in cabin country. Discharging a firearm was a sidebar story of the job. It wasn't lost on me what I was proposing to do. Firearms and water don't mix. Heck, even our old children's favorite Spotty the Safety Frog will make that clear as crystal for the listener. Ricochets can kill. But the boss said bring an end to this story. With the right amount of assistance and the right amount of bait in the live well, this plan could work. I'd circulate the news around the riverfront. I'd get the message to the usual fishing groups and put the word out at the bait stores and gas stations. Today was the day to stay off that stretch of river near the Ward Place. There was serious agency business about to take place. Join us for the next exciting episode of Real Adventures of the Cabin Country Outdoors Agency, right here on Cabin Country. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Another silent night And all the pretty lights upon the trees Well, welcome back. Uh, I was thinking of yet another thing that happened yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, I, you've got a tale to tell here, Foot. Well, you know, it's December, so it's it's holiday season. It's the holiday season. That's right. Yes. And we're, we're besieged with uh, with uh, repetitious Christmas songs and well, so forth on the radio. Well, it happens. It has been known to happen. Other um, holidays as well, but certainly... Uh, yes. Not to detract from anything, but uh, there are uh, stations that love to... Festoon yeah. us with holiday offerings, and uh, your family decided to take their own approach, I understand. Well, yeah, we have an annual, it's my wife's uh, side of the family, an extended family party. You bet. That takes place in the first half of December annually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, this year, um, of course, it uh, turned into a Zoom right. party, which I'm sure many people across the world are going to enjoy Zoom holidays. Zoom holidays. One way or another. You bet. Well, uh, so the turnout for this particular party was actually pretty good. I don't even think we made last year, so I think Zoom made it kind of convenient. In fact, right. people that uh, hadn't been to this uh, this particular party Event. were able to join. Yeah. yeah. Um, because there's a, a portion of the family that lives in Michigan. Okay, sure. So so that, that was nice. Michiganders. So everybody enjoyed seeing each other, but yeah. one of the traditions of this party, okay. the, the highlight, is... Singing Christmas carols. Christmas carols. Here we go. So, how do you think that went on Zoom? Well, I think I have a funny feeling we're about to find out. Yes. Well, I have a little bit of a portion. Well, I let's, love it. Let's put I it, it. Uh, let's... W- without holding anything back. It was kind of a kind of a disaster, but <laughs> but everybody had a, little, a lot of fun. Anybody take a solo? No. no. Oh. <laughs> All right. The All right. the the big uh, the big. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the big grand finale. finale. The yes. grand finale Christmas Carol. Magnum opus. Is the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, boy. All 12. And even though you'd think, well, that should work because, uh, okay, the way Zoom works is that only one speaker can speak or, in this case, sing at a right. time. Belt it up. But uh, I think that would take practice. And not only that, mm. but the, each day of the Christmas was assigned to various people. Mm. And some of them mm. got, cr- in other words, People from two different locations were given, say, six geese of lang, a lang. Okay. And uh, so when they tried to sing, it canceled each other. So it was just a disaster. <laughs> so, oh boy. Don wants to roll a portion. Let's of that. hear that. And the blue turtle nuts have a snow 
Well, it was everybody had a good time. They they were laughing about as it. As long as people enjoyed themselves. Yes, I would I would say I mean, you know, frankly my wife was like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm really up for sitting and for an hour in front of the computer because she does that for work oh, every day." I you know, I <laughs> I feel Molly's pain. I really yeah. I, Hey, let's play a game on Zoom. Let's uh do some just conversation. I'm on Zoom all day long. <laughs> Every work day, like, and some of my weekend. Not no thank uh, you. But if we're gonna sing, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it was it was fun. Turned out good, to be more we fun, had a good and time with it. This way, the drive back home, what, what, there was none. So. Right, right. So that turned out to be pretty fun. There, yeah, I, I had the recorder. I couldn't resist. I had I, to just. Of course uh, not. I, I didn't get any objections. I think mm-hmm. it added to the to the fun posterity. But, uh, well, it occurs to me, as I, I think we mentioned before, that this is really technically the last podcast. By default. Yeah, for 2020. 2020 of, yeah, of Cabin Country. Wrapping it up. But we do have some, some good episodes to start off 2021. There it is. Uh, yes. As we mentioned, John Munson is next in the queue. Right. The Grand Vizier of Semisonic and yes. New Standards. And uh, after that, we, we do have a, a an interview with uh, Captain Dave Stricker. Captain Dave. An old friend of yours. Uh, Navigator of the Great Lakes and, uh, yes, a fellow colleague and good friend. So he's got some great stories and for it was, us. And it was him that uh, got us a hold of the uh, Helmer Ockvik tapes. Yes, yes, indeed. The hero or the reluctant the hero. I don't Minnesota know Commercial Fishing Museum was kind enough to proffer up those wonderful tales from Helmer Ockvik's own yes. mouth, yeah. Right. To hear to hear the the man himself tell the tale, that was that was a fun episode, um, indeed. And of course, who knows where we're going to be heading? With you know, there's some great. We'd like to visit some resorts. I just discovered we would, we would. an old family uh, resort that we went to, and nobody seemed to remember the name of it. I had asked my mom, and I I don't know. Um, Gull Lake, correct? It was on it's, Gull it's Lake. It's on Gull Lake. It was on Gull Lake. And uh, I just came across these old 1950s era uh, black and white photos. Oh, yes. Um, and some of them featured this resort. And oh, I, there it is. I noticed on the boat. On the, the boat. boat. Yeah. It said Grens, I think. G R A E N. Apostrophe. Apostrophe. Yes. Grens, Grens Lodge. Lodge. Yes. And uh, I looked it up, and of course. I had the anthology of Minnesota resorts by mm-hmm. Ren Holland. Yes, the um, sort of the Bible the, of yes. uh, the history of yeah, it's great lake resorts. We'd yeah. still like to maybe reach out to Ren oh, for yeah. for great commentary. But body of work. There. It's got this huge and it's heavy. He'll admit the thing is like five pounds. This book of yes. all these resorts. Yes. There wasn't a whole lot of information on Ren's resort. Not a lot. But. Uh, I, not only, so I, I went online to look for some history and didn't find any except for one photo posted by Ren Holland. Yeah. And um, the shot used was the exact same angle inside of like the main cabin that I have of my grandpa that I call Gramps. Gramps. Gramps so I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. It was, it's Gran- Gramps. Gramps at Gramps. Gramps at Gramps. Right. Here's, and uh, I think later we had a like one or two trips in the 70s when I was about four years old, I sure. think, and went to the Sam Resort. I think it must, like your place, your parents' place, yeah. must have been sold off. Sold off. Individual cabins. But we're going to we're gonna have to ride around and visit some... See if we can't find it. Some Either, yeah, the remains of that, and while we're there, we'll, we'll check out some, some, I don't know, well-established... Resorts or some and some smaller it's a, it's ones. A plan in the works. Maybe it's, see it's just something just everyday like, life for some of these places. How yeah. they make a go of it. And how how the traditions and what they're proud of. What they're famous for. I mean, there used to be hundreds. If oh, not I know thousands. I know. And now there's just a few. They're they've, they've, they've dwindled. That is true. Look forward to an exciting uh, year, 2021. Without a doubt. Country. Without a doubt. Yeah, and then. Uh, Possibly a story or two from our author friend. Oh, yeah. Mike Lean. Mike Lean. You know, as we were reading uh, Barbara Thompson's great uh, story, 29 Bells. Right. Um, and then we heard from David Barnett about his, his uh, well, I'd call that more of an anecdote, right? A personal yeah, anecdote. Yeah, yeah. And, and we remind you. We would love to read yours. Oh yes, send them on in. Fud, give us e- that. Give us that. Email, email. us at uh, Cabin Country Pod. 
at gmail.com. That's right. You and, uh, can join have, the family. Have, have, have part of the family, you know, become, become yours. We'll, we'll, we'd love to read your story. Give but, it life. Speaking of reading stories, it occurred to me to reach back. You know, I, I emailed Mike Leon and yeah. said, "Hey, you know, we've been we've read a couple of stories on Cabin Country, and we forgot that you've got three. You're going on four volumes of short Cabin Country stories. Very and these entertaining, are excellent. Yes. And in fact, I we need to plug it. He's not asking us to do this, but we're plugging Mike Leon's books. He's got." I said he's working on a fourth. His first one is called Firewood Happens. Second one, The Crooked Lake. No, no, I'm sorry. Down at the Dock. That's the second one. Down at the Dock. And then Crooked Lake Chronicles. Yes, indeed. And his latest one, he told me, is called Cabin Fever. And it's, and it's stories having to do with this, this year of being in a pandemic. And, right, right. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But Absolutely. These are all short, humorous, and like... Funny and mostly true, as he calls them, right, the stories right, right. of if, his experiences. And if, if you're a cabin denizen like we all yeah. want to be, you know, we either are or we want to be, these hit the mark. I mean, he yeah. he lives it. So yeah, you can you can they, find him on Amazon. Mike Leon. Mike Leon. L E I. Wait, it's right in front of me. <laughs> Good Lord, fud. Mike Leon. L E I N. Yes, indeed. And. Um, they're just great. They're, you know, it's light, fun reading, and you can just sort of open the story. And I think I read his first book in, in one sitting. Yeah. I, mean, I just enjoyed it. I mean, it, it right. brought and, me right and, back. And like I said, it's yeah. an anthology of stories. You so bet. You can just, maybe you can have it out in the outhouse. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, well. Well, for reading. If you're that type of person that likes to read while you're in right. the outhouse. I, right. I, not right. me. I, I've just got one. All right, we'll just yeah. leave that. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Enough said. So... So there we go. Yes, I, we're looking forward to reading and dramatizing perhaps yes, yes. a couple of his stories and having him on the show again. Yeah. He's now oh, he's man. a busy guy. This is a guy that lives he hunts and fishes, travels. Uh, uh, so he's 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 a true diehard cabin country enthusiast, you an know? author, a hunter, a fisher person. He's he's doing yeah. it all and maintaining a cabin. So right. Without and he's help. busy and it's been hard of course to get get together this year but we'd like to have him on again without a doubt but speaking of future guests maybe we should also thank our our 2020 guests this let's year. do that let's do that let's do a shout out to those listeners we've seen kind of check in from around oh yeah cabin country the greater united states and in some cases even planet earth baby we got fans <laughs> all over the place fud and that's really cool yeah i'd like to give them a shout out at this point may i start with minnesota fud yes please do uh, a, a great big thank you to all our listeners in minnesota who checked in we've got people who've uh, appeared as listeners from minneapolis st paul excelsior osseo cloquet brainerd st cloud forest lake Eden Prairie, Lakeville, Goodhue, and Laverne. And our neighbors to the east, Wisconsin, we have listeners in Amory, Madison, Sun Prairie, Mauston, and Sheboygan. Home of the Sheboygan Barat. Yes, indeed, Illinois. We've got listeners in Chicago. Thank you. There are listeners in Crystal Lake, Barrington, and Hoffman Estates. In Indiana, we've got Elkhart, Goshen, Healy, and Greenwood. The Michiganders themselves, listening from Saginaw, Arena, and New Baltimore. Two towns in South Dakota, Eagle Butte and Vermilion. I think my mom's student taught in Vermilion. Oh, Believe really? It or not. Yes, indeed. Our friends to the south of uh, Minnesota Direct, uh, Iowa. We've got listeners in Cresco and Council Bluffs. Nebraska. We have Nebraska City. Nice. And Missouri. Good old Joplin. Joplin, Missouri. You bet. Uh, and Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Yep, Louisville. We got Arkansas. We got listeners in Benton, Arkansas. Did I say Louisville? I think you did, but oh, my apologies. We'll let it down. Maybe, Maybe this is a good point to say that we apologize, or I apologize, <laughs> for mispronouncing. Jeez. There we go. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, I think we have Benton, Arkansas. Okay, and in Texas, I know our friend Steve is down in Texas. Oh, yes. Uh, Leveland? Leveland. I would have said Loveland, but... Loveland. I could be wrong. Dallas, Kilgore, Waco, Lufkin, or is it Lufkin? Ah. Lufkin, I'd be. Lufkin sounds better. Belleville. There we go. Houston and Kingwood. And a big thanks to our Alabama listeners in Hobbs, Foley, Warren, and Montgomery. And in Florida, Lynn Haven, Jacksonville, Ocala, uh, DeLand, 
and Satellite Beach. Satellite Beach. Beach. Wow. Thank you to our Virginia listeners in Fredericksburg, Chantilly, and Ashburn. And thanks to our listeners in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And let's not forget Dundalk, Maryland. And in Pennsylvania, Harrisburg and Lancaster. New Jersey, we've got Teneck, Lindhurst, Irvington, Linden, and of course, Jersey City. New York, we've got Brooklyn and the Bronx. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Sullivan, uh, Binghampton, and Livingston. Right. Great state of Connecticut. We've got listeners in New Haven, North Haven, Middleton, Farmington, and Colchester. And in Massachusetts, there's Cambridge and Andover. New Hampshire, we've got Manchester. Buckfield, Maine. And Ravenna, Ohio. Heading way out to the West Coast. Wow, we've got, West Coast. Uh, uh, in California, we've got Anaheim, Irvine, uh, Salinas, Modesto, and Two Lake. Two Lake, Two Lake, yeah. Two Lake. Big thanks to our listeners in Arizona and Sierra Vista. Salt Lake City, Utah, and Bountiful Utah. Indeed. Denver, Colorado. Rock Springs, Wyoming. Sugar City, Idaho. Boy, I like the sound of that. Oh, I do too. I wonder if they have Spring Grove soda there. I would hope so. In Sugar City, Idaho. In Oregon, we've got Eugene, Haiku. Haiku. And Oregon City. Indeed. And then in the great state of Washington, Seattle, Kirkland, Redmond, and Tacoma. And Canada here, folks. Canada. Well, in Alberta, where our friend Barbara Thompson is from. Calgary. And also Edmonton. And then if we go out to the east coast of Canada in the New Brunswick area, we've got Botouche, Shediac, Truro, Stellarton, and St. John's. Wow. And if uh, the North American continent wasn't enough... um, well, there's, we've got some world cabin country indeed, listeners. Indeed, uh, cabin country. Well, in Mexico, I guess that's sort of technically part of that continent. North continent. America, sure. Yeah. But also, where else, Bjorn? Uh, we got listeners in France, people thinking idyllically about cabin country in Hong Kong, Belgium, Italy, Taiwan, South Africa, Wowzers. of course, down under... In Australia, Australia. indeed. Wow. So a big thanks to all our listeners from all over the U.S., it's really North American continent, really and cool. the entire planet. We can't thank you enough for all your continued listenership, and I hope we're not letting you down. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Please consider writing in with your cabin country stories. I would love to hear cabin country tales from around the edge the of the Bronx? outback. Or, yeah, cabin <laughs> country, the Bronx. It's... Uh, Maybe it involves leaving the Bronx and going to upstate. I, I have no idea. but Or maybe there's something I don't know. About. I mean, I've been to New York City many times and enjoyed it. I, I will admit I haven't thought, how do I get onto a dock? Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe a pier going out to, you know, but <laughs> who knows? The, 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 the Great Harbor there, I'm not sure, but... Uh, well, Boy. we don't want to show off any ignorance about right, the, right. the geography of, Without of, a doubt. of these places. Without and, a doubt. But uh, it just goes to show that cabin country is... Wherever you make it. Widespread. That's yeah. right. Wherever it's, you make it or wherever you're listening and you're hearkening back, it's, we're just glad to have you as, as part of our yes, thank cabin you so country much. family. And thank you so much for continuing to listen. Well, then I guess all that's left is for us to, to wish everybody a... Well, a happy holidays. Happy holidays. Enjoy yourselves. New year. And you bet. Looking to 2021 is kind of a... Well, I don't know. A happier? <laughs> how, do, how would you put it? Uh, it's things have been good in cabin country. They we've, have been good. I, we, we were just pining away uh, before we started recording. Fud about the good old days of actually sitting down with someone with the microphones yeah. instead of zooming. Right. Uh, but we were grateful for all those great zooms too. And yes, uh, ideally, twenty twenty one will will find us maybe able to sit down and commune with our great friends from cabin country, one on one, and. Uh, until that time, we'll just keep doing what we do and hopefully get some stories from some of you that we can read for you and yeah. continue the interviews and, and uh, bring you places maybe you hadn't gotten before. So right. that said, maybe it's time to start a, another pot of mitts. Yes, the special holiday blend of Mitz Coffee. That's right. That's that. right. Consider the northern lights as we look out where the dock used to be. Right. And in the iced over Gull Rivers. Am I going to find the money to invest in plastic or <laughs> Maybe aluminum? So, or maybe something? so. Aluminum. Indeed. <laughs> nothing, nothing, right. to, nothing to listen for now but the slam of the door. We will see you very soon. Without a doubt. Thanks for joining us.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 